some things that happened on Christ's way to Golgotha, to the cross. So, if you'll turn in your Bibles this morning to Matthew chapter 26. Matthew 26. We'll return back to the Gospel of John after Easter week. But this morning, Matthew 26, verse 57. 26 and 57. This is before Caiaphas, before the council, and it reads this way. Then those who had seized Jesus led him to Caiaphas, the high priest, where the scribes and the elders had gathered. And Peter was following him at a distance, as far as the courtyard of the high priest. And going inside, he he sat with the guards to see the end. Now the chief priest and the whole council were seeking false testimony against Jesus, they might put him to death. But when they found none, through though many false witnesses came forward, at last two came forward and said, This man said, I'm able to destroy the temple of God and rebuild it in three days. And the high priest stood up and said, Have you no answer to make? What is it that these men testify against you? But Jesus remained silent. And the high priest said to him, I adjure you by the living God. Tell us if you are the Christ, the Son of God. Jesus said to him, You have said so. But I tell you, from now on you will see the Son of Man seated at the right hand of power and going on clouds to heaven. Then the high priest tore his robe and said, He has uttered blasphemy. What further witnesses do we need? You have now heard his blasphemy. What is your judgment? They answered, He deserves death. Then they spit in his face. struck him and some slapped him saying prophesy to us you Christ who is it that struck you Matthew 27 verse 27 Matthew 27 27 this is with Pilate being delivering Christ over in verse 27 the soldiers of the governor took Jesus into the governor's headquarters. They gathered the whole battalion. It's about 600 men, by the way. Before him, there's 600 people there gathered before him at least. They stripped him and they put a scarlet robe on him, twisted together a crown of thorns. They put it on his head and they put a reed in his right hand. And kneeling before him, they mocked him, saying, Hail, King of the Jews! And they spit on him and took the reed and continually struck him on the head. And when they had mocked him, they stripped him of the robe and put his own clothes on him and led him away to crucify him. The title of the message is, They spit 
upon him. I asked this morning, ah, do you see him this morning? Who is he? He is the world's redeemer. He's the king of kings. He's the prince of peace. He's the bright and the morning star. He's the alpha and the omega. He is the lamb of God. He is the good shepherd. He is the full radiance of the glory of God. He is sinless perfection incarnate. He is the exact imprint of the very nature of God. Let us hear from a man by the name of Solomon for a physical description of our Lord this morning, a description that the church gives to such a lovely groom. The world asks a question, and the church gives an answer. The world asks, what is your beloved more than another beloved? Oh, most beautiful among women, what is your beloved more than another beloved that you adjure us? Here's the church's answer. Well, my beloved is radiant and ruddy, distinguished among 10,000. His head is of the finest gold. His locks are wavy, black as a raven. His eyes are like doves beside streams of water bathed in milk, sitting beside a full pool. His cheeks are like the beds of spices, mounds of sweet-smelling herbs. His lips are lilies, dripping liquid myrrh. His arms are rods of gold set with jewels. His body is polished ivory, bedecked with sapphires. His legs are alabaster columns set on bases of gold. His appearance is like Lebanon, choice as the cedars. His mouth is most sweet. He is altogether most desirable. This is my beloved. This is my friend, O daughters of Jerusalem. I ask again, ah, do you see him this morning? What picture do the Gospels give us as our Savior heads to Golgotha? There he is, the center of a mock worship service. They place him on a stool. They gather before him. They put a scarlet robe on his shoulders. They twist together some thorns. They make a mock crown and they shove it upon his head. They put a reed in his hand. They have him stand before them in ridicule. They mock him with chants of, Hail, King of the Jews! Ah, look again. Look at his face. The creature has voluntarily spit in the face of the Creator. They yank the reed out of his hand. They hit him over his spit-covered face. By the way, the text makes no allusions that even wipe the spit off. 
They slap his spit-covered face. They strip him of the scarlet robe, and they give him his common attire back. They lead him away to be crucified. What horror, what shame, what grief. The saddest verse in all of the Bible says, Reproaches have broken my heart so that I am in despair. I looked for pity and I found none. I looked for comforters, but there was not one. Our text this morning, I'm not preaching all the verses, just the one. They spit upon him. And I translate this way just to bring it out, but let me say once more the verse that we are dealing with. Then they spit into his face and they punched him with their fist and they slapped him. 2730 of Matthew translated this way. And having spit upon him, they took the reed and struck him repeatedly on the head. Now, just briefly, I'll just give you the Greek words that are of interest here. Impetuo, to spit. That's what it means, to spit. You know what that means. If you could imagine for a moment having someone spit in your face, you already know your reaction. You already know what's welling up in your heart. Especially if the one doing the spitting is your enemy. What wells up here? This is what is going on with Christ. The other word is kalafizo, to strike. To strike sharply, especially with the hand. More so to strike with the fist. To beat someone, or we might use the old word, to cuff someone. It's used in Mark 14.65. Some begin to spit on him and to cover his face and strike him. And Matthew 27.30, they use a different word, but it means much the same. It is the Greek word tupto, to inflict a blow, to strike, to beat, to wound. Head covered, punched in the face, very difficult, very hard hit to the face. And then the mocking words, prophesy and tell us who hit you if you're the Son of God. Come on, if you know all things, give us a name of who just hit you. And if we can somehow grapple with the spitting and the hitting, maybe even on the same degree, difficult to deal with, is slapping. How well would you do if someone slapped you open-handed across the face? To strike with the open hand, especially in the face. Slap. Jesus had spoke about this, I do remind you. Jesus talked about this in the Sermon on the Mount, did he not? But I say to you, do not resist the one who is evil, but if anyone 
slaps you on the cheek, turn and offer the other cheek as well. You say, nobody does that. I know one here in this passage for sure, the humility of Christ. Point number one, you'll catch on to a theme before we're done. Point number one, they spit upon him. The depravity of man. It's a mockery, is it not? The way that Christ is treated in our passage, the way he is treated in our own era of time now. Prophesy to us who struck you. They made fun of him, made sport of the Son of God. They said and did things that people would not even do to a mangy dog. They treated him worse than a stray. Monsters of iniquity. Monsters of iniquity. Man, mankind is so depraved. We go from plundering to murdering. It's like, thou shall not murder. We've got to have like five more words even to define the depths of murder that we would go to. Now we have homicide fracticide, to kill your own brother or sister, patricide, to kill your own father, matricide, to kill your own mother, or if you want to make up a new word, aborticide, to kill your own children. We've got to have all these lists of names. It's like there's no end to the depravity of levels that men would go. If fornication, adultery, Lust worse than bestial. It's not far off the radar for women to marry their dog and ask the government to support them with a tax break because they're married. You think that, you may not even think that's crazy, but we're not far from that. People are leaving and writing their wills to their pets. If idolatry, we have blasphemy. Sabbath breakers out the kazoo, even in the church, dishonoring of parents, lying, stealing, and coveting. You know what Spurgeon said? Spurgeon said, quote, God, God, good God, what is not man capable of? Where's the end of the depravity? Not to mention alcohol. Try not to get sidetracked on that again. Drugs, language, greed, selfishness. Here's one. It's big in Texas. Sports idolatry. And etc., 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 etc. Why, oh why, does God permit humanity to continue? Why? Why would he even bother? Spurgeon, one more time. But, my brethren, bad as man is, methinks... He never was so bad, or rather his badness never came out to the full so much as when, gathering all his spite, all his pride, all his lust, his desperate defiance, his abominable wickedness into one mouthful, he spat in the face of the Son of God. That's the depravity of humanity. People say, well, 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 what will men, what will all this lead? How bad will the world get? It'll never get worse than this day. That they took a big mouthful of spit 
and spit directly in his face, and they did so voluntarily. You want to see the depravity of man? Just behold the spittle running down his face, and then have the humility to conclude that if you were that day, you were there that day, you would have spit just like any other man. You say, I'm not that bad. Oh, don't kid yourself. You don't know your heart as well as you think you do. We mimic these things. We can make a long list. I give a short one. By the way, I do want to drive the point home with one more thought. The soldiers nailed him to the tree, but they did so under command of authority. One over them says, nail him to the tree. But the spittle was completely voluntary. I don't know whether you'll believe it or not, but it's still true. We spit in the face of our Lord when we ignore him. We spit in the face of our Lord when we reject him. You understand in this church and out in the marketplace as the gospel is shared the person hears the gospel and they say no you might as well hawk up a loogie and spit it between his eyes because that's what your actions are portraying I don't like you I don't want you I will not submit to you I will not be baptized I will not profess your name get out of my face It's a spitting into the face of the Son of God. We spit in His face when we presume upon His grace. Oh, He understands. I have liberty to do what I want. We spit in His face when we love the world more than we love Him. Christianity has been boiled down to one hour on Sunday. Are you kidding me? From the beginning to the end, at least we have enough sense to know the Sabbath is 24 hours. The day is dedicated and it is to be holy unto the Lord. I'm not doing it. I've got my own thing to do. You're not going to take up my time. i got grass to mow. You ain't going to get in my business. I've got cars to wash. And i got sports to go see. i got things to watch on the idol called TV. And I'm not going to be distracted from that to worship Jesus. Puh! Spit in his face. Spit in his face when we treat his bride with contempt. Who needs the church? I need it. Who needs the church? Who, where, membership's not even in the New Testament. Are you brain dead? Have you not ever read the Bible? Who do you think the, the Bible's written to? The church of Laodicea, the church of Pergamon, the church of Ephesus, the church of Galatia, the church, the church. How do you know the churches? Because they had a membership where people joined together in covenant. Oh, I don't care about all that. Why don't you spit in the face of the Son of God? Point number two. They spit upon him the shame we deserve Webster's dictionary shame is defined this way a painful emotion caused by consciousness of guilt shortcoming or impropriety humiliating disgrace or disrepute they spit upon him what a shameful thing 
we rightfully should be shamed. We should be laughed at. We should be mocked. We should be slapped. We should be ridiculed. We should be spit upon. We should feel our folly. We should be called madmen for our sin. We should be despised by angels. We should be scorned by God himself. We should be hated by the righteous. We should feel the flames of this shame for all of eternity. But Christ is the one receiving the shame. Let me give an example, a biblical example. There's no doubt that Peter loved Jesus. Peter could not believe that he would ever verbally deny his master. Then came that dreadful day when for the third time he said, I do not know the man. In the Gospel of Luke, the text says that Jesus turned and looked at him. The word look is emblepo, and it means to look at something directly and therefore intently, or maybe you could say to gaze upon. I do not know the man, and there's Jesus gazing upon him. The shame that Peter experienced that day is the shame that we ought to experience when we spit into the face of the Son of God. We deserve to be spit upon. Look, today, if I walk out on the street somewhere and I do something or preach something or pass out a track and somebody spits on me, I get it. I deserve to be spit upon because I'm corrupt. I'm a man of depravity with a broken heart. And I've done a lot of wrong things. And it would be justice somebody to spit in my face. I wouldn't like it none at all. But I at least deserve it. Christ didn't deserve it. But he took it in humility. He bore the shame that I'm supposed to bear. Point number three. They spit upon him. I hope you can personalize this section, but... It will be a stretch for you to do so. The substitute for sinners. Shocking, is it not? We should weep for what we have done to Christ. We we should repent for how little we value Christ. Think about how much value do you place upon Christ? How central is He to your life? We should put our heads down in shame for our conduct. Think about the way confessing Christians talk, dress, actions they do with no shame, with no regret, nothing. There's nothing there. We, we should repent for this. It's because it's a lack of value for Christ. You should not speak this way because you don't want to sully the name of Christ should put our heads down in shame for our conduct. We may ask this question, why was he spit upon? Why did they spit upon the Son of God? Well, I can tell you this, we were wounded and he was wounded for our transgression. We were sick and he bore our sickness and carried our sorrows. We were worms and he said, I am a worm and no man. We were sinful and he who knew no sin became sin. (laughs) 
We should be spit upon in shame, but he became our shame bearer, and the spittle ran down his face instead of mine. He substituted in our place. What more loathsome sight could we see than the sight of the sinless Son of God standing before us with spittle running down his face? Surprise. But is a word of contrast. All of that is true. But he did not spit on us. Well, you know the response. Spit on me, I'm thinking if I don't have a second to think about it, I'm spitting back on you. That's just the response, right? You be honest. You know you want to spit or hit or you want, you want to lash out. We spit on his face and he makes no effort to spit back. He just took it. He just took it in humility. In the church today, somebody spits and half the people in this church would pull out a gun. It's true. Christ wouldn't. He just took it. The Lord says, I have blotted out your transgressions like a cloud and your sins like mist. Return to me because I've redeemed you. He said to the sinful woman, I tell you, her sins, which are many, are forgiven. Let me get this straight. You're saying I spit in the face of the Son of God and He's offered me mercy? Right. You can be forgiven. Because why? He substituted in your place and did this in order to redeem you. Searching questions or searching thoughts. The one I despised has not despised me. The one I rejected has not rejected me. The one I mocked has not mocked me. The one I crucified was crucified for me. The one I murdered has given me life. The one I spit upon has not spit upon me. Oh, the value of such a Savior. All the actions of what He has done and what He has bore ought to make me love Him all the more. I ought to be cherished with the deepest part of my heart that everything about my life is Christ-centered. No one would do what He's done for me. No one. No one is going to take spit for me. They're not going to do it. It's only my beloved and he is mine. Do you love him? Is he a passion of yours? He's so sick of stupid Christianity and some kind of worship service on Sunday. You understand that Christ has value tomorrow? You understand the Bible's alive on Monday? You understand that Christianity is worship all week long? You understand that Christianity is a Christ-centered life? If you value him, you will. Point number four. They spit upon him the similarities that we face. Here's the expectation. If the world hates you, know that it hated me before it hated you. The more you resemble the Son of God, the more spit will come your way. You say, nobody ever gets mad at me. I wonder what you're doing. No one's ever, everybody likes me. What are you talking about? 
If you go to the store every day and talk about the weather, no, they're not going to spit on you. If you go to your workplace every day and talk about your car and about the fish you caught, no, they're not going to spit on you. But the more you look like Christ, things get more edgy. The more like the world we are, the more the world will love us. You know, it's interesting. I'm still not done with alcohol, I assure you. Let me understand this. You've got this stupid movement. Let's go to the bar and drink beer and talk theology. Okay, why don't you invite me? I'm going to go to the bar, talk theology. I did it one time. Took a group of guys, played the guitar and sing. Walked in the bar, they have a platform. Walked up on the platform and said, hey, guys, can we sing some songs? They're like, yeah, yeah, sing some songs, drink some beer. We sing some songs, everybody's clapping, they got these little clickers, they're all clicking. We're all having a good time. And the guy says to me, one of the guys with us, he says, Randall, if you found yourself in a bar on Friday night, what would you say? I grabbed the microphone, I said, this is what I'd say. You know what, they threw me out of the bar, and they told me I could never come back to the bar. Now, how is it that one man can be accepted in the bar and embraced in the bar and the other man gets thrown out? Somebody got some different message going on here. Now, sure, you invite me to your bar, you won't have to have me back because they won't let me come back. Because I'm going to come in there with Christ and I'm going to call them to repentance and I'm going to point them to the gospel and I'm going to tell them if they don't repent, they're going to go to hell. Party over. It's a true story, by the way. That really happened. Endurance. Lord, help us to endure the spittle of the world. Let us not be discouraged when family and friends and coworkers mock us and make sport of us. Let us not give in to despair when the world treats us with contempt. Let us not quit when the world and its attractions turn us away as killjoys, or a word I use, party poopers, or, or legalists. Don't, don't, don't lose heart. You understand? Look, from the, from the time I was in school, from ninth grade, I've never been invited to a party. And I'm not bitter about that. I don't want to come to your stupid party. Because I ain't going to put up with your ignorant alcohol. So never invited me. Why? Because they know I would cause division in the room. We said, well, that's because you're a pastor. No, I was a ninth grade kid in high school who loved Jesus. guy by the name of Henry Francis, Henry Francis Light, Henry Francis Light put it this way, he said, Jesus, I my cross have taken, all to leave and follow thee, destitute, despised, forsaken, thou from hence my all shall be. Perish every fond ambition. All I've sought or hoped or known. Yet how rich is my condition. How rich is my condition. God and heaven are all my own. Let the world despise and leave me. They have left my Savior too. Human hearts and looks deceive me. Thou art not like man, untrue. And while thou shalt smile upon me, God of wisdom, love, and might, foes may hate, friends may shun, show thy face, and all is bright.
Last stanza. Haste thee on from grace to glory, armed by faith and winged by prayer. Heaven's eternal days before thee, God's own hand shall guide thee there. Soon shall close thy earthly mission. Swift shall pass thy pilgrim days. Hope shall change to glad fruition. Faith to sight and prayer to praise. Last is point number five. They spit upon him. The song we must sing. In the olden days, the church knew about her martyrs. We don't talk much about martyrs anymore. But in the old church, they talked about her martyrs. They talked much about them. They recounted what? They recounted their drownings their burnings, their tortures, and the inhumane treatment that they received. But as they talked about these martyrs, they found out this, like unto their Lord, they could not recant, they would not acquiesce, and they would not call Caesar Lord. They would not forsake their Lord, and so often they went to their execution with a heart full of, of praise. I'm going to give my life for Christ today. Let us sing. That was the heart of the church. It's high time that somehow we would value Christ so much as we see spittle running down his face, as the world spits upon us for our stand for Christianity, that our hearts would well up and we would sing glory and praise unto him. Like you could take your hymn book out of the pew rack right now and you could turn and you could pay, turn to page 314. Like right now, at this moment, you could do that with your book. And you could turn to 314 and you don't have no piano, you don't have no guitar, you don't have no drum. And you could just have, you could just belt it out and sing.
be seated. Do you see Jesus' face now shining in glory, eyes like the flames of fire, and on his head are many diadems? Bring a diadem, bring a crown, bring one, bring all, and praise and place them upon the head of Christ. He is to be praised, he is to be worshiped, he is to be honored. He will not ever be spit upon again. In the book of Revelation, we will one day join with our brothers and sisters in the Lord. In Revelation chapter 5 and verse 9, and they sang a new song. Worthy are you to take the scroll and open its seals, for you were slain. And by your blood you ransomed people for God from every tribe and language and people and nation. You have made them a kingdom of priests to our God, and they shall reign on the earth. And I looked, and I heard around the throne, and the living creatures and the elders, the voice of many angels, numbering myriads of myriads and thousands of thousands. And with a great loud voice, worthy is the Lamb who is slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and might and honor and glory and blessing. And I heard every creature in heaven and on earth and under the earth and in the sea and all that is in them, they all say the same thing, to him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb, be blessing and honor and glory and might forever and ever. And the four living creatures said, Amen. And the elders fell down. And worshipped. The utter depravity of man is seen in the spitting upon the face of the Lord Jesus Christ. Upon examination, we are all guilty of this horrid crime. The shame that was bestowed upon Christ that day is the shame we should endure for all of eternity. The illumination of the gospel shows us that Christ did what he did as a substitute for sinners. Oh, what a glorious thought. Christ substituted for me. Why should I be shocked that the world treats me so? The more I look like Christ, the more the world will hate me. Response of all responses, let us sing. Sing unto the Lord. A new song. Sing unto the Lord all the earth. Sing unto the Lord. Bless His name. The church looks straight into the face of the spitting world and sings with gusto in honor of the one who took the spit for us. They spit upon Him, but He did not spit upon us. Jeff, you come and lead us in closing hymn this morning.